Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's. making sure that people have adaptable skills and that they're able to use this time uh, to just make sure that they have the skill sets to be able to operate um, in this new, you know, post-COVID-19 world, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So you actually used this program, Coursera, didn't you? Me, yes. Yes, yeah. Coursera. Yes, I did. I, um, you can tell them about it or whatever, but Coursera is a free yeah. Yeah, it, they've got like 190 different um, universities, legit universities, Ivy Leagues. I mean, you name it, the blue blood, blue blooded universities are on there, corporations. And you can take free courses. If you want to pay for a certification, you can. But literally, I took a course from Robert, what's his name? Robert Schilling, Robert Schiller, who was the uh, 2013 one, one third of the 2013 Nobel Prize in Economics recipients. I just wanted to be like, oh, I was in his class. <laughs> I took a class by him. But yeah, but it's just a, it's a great opportunity now to just sharpen any skills that you think may make you more attractive, right? Um, yeah. As the world changes. And the world is going to be changing. And so we, you know, you and I had did a show um, beginning of February. It feels like a year ago, the beginning of February, um, about jobs of the future. And so you have to look at the jobs. You know, there's tons of books. I'll remember the name of the book I'm reading, Industries of the Future by Alex Ross. Uh, There's tons of books on just what's going to be happening in the future. And while you're, you know, not saying that you have idle time just because you're at home, but if you find yourself at home with idle time, sharpen that saw you know, brush up on your skill set to make sure that on the other side of this virus, you know, you may not have to, you know, go back to the same job that you went to that you may or may not have liked, right? You may be able to beef yourself up so that you can get a job of the future. Um, Now, where are we going into? The jobs of the future? Jobs of the future. Did you sign up on Coursera? I did. I'm in the process of doing it now. Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. So jobs of the future, uh, this... Again, is a, a repeat, but this is a, it was still good information. This came from a Brookings Institute uh, report done in 2019. So these are this is not um, opinion based. Right. So I'll start at the top while you figure out where you want to go next. But the um, <laughs> so it says automation and artificial intelligence are um, really risking a lot of the jobs that humans have now which I guess we've kind of known that we've been saying the robots are going to take our jobs for years, right? Um, it says 25% of American jobs are at high risk of automation with food preparation, office administration and transportation jobs will be at the front line. And some of these jobs in the first industries uh, that will, that will have casualties, right? Yeah. Like even at McDonald's, the McDonald's, um, not the one closest to me. Well, I've never been inside that one, but the one, you know, near where the station was, they only had two registers and you walk in and there's this menu and you're supposed to touch stuff. And I was sitting there, you know, doing the thing to, to, to get food for my intern. And then I was thinking, there's nobody taking my order. That's mm-hmm. a job that's lost. 
You know, mm-hmm. even the filling the sodas, like computers do all that stuff. They're going to have computers uh, flipping burgers. I was in um, the airport. I don't remember where, probably 10. I don't remember where I was last. Um, but there was a, a machine that would make you coffee. Not like the old school, like lattes and, and macchiatos and stuff like that, but done by a machine. <laughs> and bartenders, that should be on this list too. <laughs> bartenders. <laughs> Yeah, bartenders may go, although you can't talk to a robot. You can't, you know. You know, on a friend of mine was on a cruise. I forget which line, maybe Royal Caribbean. Uh-huh. Um, and they have at least one bar that is operated by machines. Mm-hmm. Yep. So mm-hmm. it's not far-fetched that, you know, it can come no. on the land, right? Not far-fetched at all. I went to an office from office administration. I went to an office. Uh, I had got invited to do a podcast. And when I walked into the lobby area, there was a iPad and mm-hmm. you tell them who you're there to see and blah, like same thing. So the receptionist, no receptionist, mm-hmm. it was an iPad and you put in, you know, who you are and who you came to see. And then it notifies them that you're there. Yeah. You can't get all the way in. Like it's a closed, locked off lobby, but that's where the reception used to come in. Good morning. You know, exactly. would I like some water? Yes, I'd like some water. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So the upside of um, of all of this is that, you know, um, you can switch. Uh, just because robots are taking over doesn't mean that you won't be able to kind of ebb and flow right into another position. Technology has created a bunch of jobs that didn't exist, you know, a decade ago. So think about uh, jobs like app developer, Right. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as apps, you know, 20 years ago. Social right. media director. There was no such thing as social media 20 years ago. So the right. landscape is going to continue to evolve and it'll put us in a position, basically in the next two decades, there's going to be positions and jobs that are available that we can't fathom right now. Right. That's what we're here uh, to kind of help you with, you know, stay competitive. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'll kick it off. Uh, so the first one we have listed here is the chief productivity officer. And so they drive efficiencies or driving efficiencies will be, will be vital at individual departmental, organizational levels and office level positions. Um, It will be important for these companies uh, of all sizes. So it says people in officer level positions must be comfortable working with data and offering recommendations on how to improve productivity. You must respect my productivity. (laughs) (laughs) Or is that authority? (laughs) <laughs> so, so project managers with data analytics and leadership skills will be best prepared for this type of role. All right. All right. Next on the list, we have an excess capacity broker. What do they do, Emma? I'll tell you what they do. Um, as part of a push for productivity, organizations are going to look for ways to monetize idle assets. That means things that aren't being used right now, such as renting out space or machinery that they own that they're not using. So an excess capacity broker might analyze an organization and identify the assets that could be used, then find other organizations willing to pay. So you're creating another uh, revenue stream for the company that your own company or a company that you're working for. So if you want this job in the future, you're going to need some experience either in logistics or supply chain management. Yep. Next is drone manager. So over the next 10 to 20 years, drones will move and having them hover above us will be as normal as a bird flying above us, right? So experts will need to 
need to set and enforce standards for acquiring and maintaining an organization's fleet of drones. So if you want this job, you probably need experience today as a fleet manager. And that's like the fleet manager is a person that like manages all the trucks or vans. That's what I think about. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So next up, we have the private industry air traffic control. Mm. Oh, (laughs) right along with the drones. (laughs) So these people will manage the drone fleets. Um, Companies are going to need to manage their own drone fleets and their own air traffic control systems. So they may they may end up as, you know, as the drone controllers. The drones may cross interstate or international boundaries and require negotiations and cooperations with governments and municipalities and other organizations. So um, in order to do this job in the future, you're going to need experience in as an air traffic controller, a dispatcher, or a GIS specialist. All right. Now we have a medical mentor. So with the trend toward value-based care, there's a lot of room for helpers, advocates, and mentors in healthcare. Uh, um, someone who is, who's this person, an associate professor says that we didn't have physicians, assistants, nor nurse practitioners years ago, and now multiple roles will continue to emerge. Mm -hmm. A medical mentor is someone who may check in after appointments to ensure that patients follow through on recommendations from doctors about exercise, nutrition, and what have you. So if you want uh, to take this new role, you should currently be a health coach or a patient advocate. And I know that these patient advocates are so important. They really do help with morale and, you know, just overall making people feel like somebody cares, Yeah, you know, like, cause it's so, you know, sometimes the whole, and again, no disrespect to the medical profession, you're getting beat up right now, but you know, like you'd go to the doctor and they tell you to take all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And they send you home. And what if you don't have anybody at home? What if Mm -hmm. it's just you? Right. So it's nice to have somebody checking in to make sure you're doing the things that you need to do or ask, you know, are you okay? You having any side effects and you know, stuff like that. All right. Uh, Self-driving cars autonomous. So self-driving cars will need a self-driving car mechanic. As of now, cars cannot fix themselves, although one day they will take themselves in for servicing and a robot will fix them. Self-driving cars will eliminate jobs. So for those of you that are taxi drivers, couriers, um, you know, Uber and Lyft drivers, et cetera, your days or your years are numbered. So um, again, as I said, the the cars won't be self-fixing at least not right away. So the mechanics will still be in business for the short term at least. So the mechanics of the future will need a combination of old school mechanical ability plus the comfort level of working in the tech world. So in order to be a self-driving car mechanic, you're going to need experience as a mechanic with a knack for software. Don't most cars have software now? I think so, yeah. Okay. So with a knack for software, or if you are a software developer who works on cars today, (laughs) you can get this job. All right. So again, autonomous transportation specialists. So if our future is one that includes self-driving cars, drones, and boards that hover hover over us, which we just got through talking about, cities and towns are going to need humans to monitor all this neo-transit. People will need to integrate these autonomous vehicles into current systems and then monitor results. If you want this job, experience as a city planner or a traffic specialist. Say results. You want me to say results? Thank you. Okay. Uh, Personal medical... (laughs) 
What I do? Results. <laughs> I'm cutting this out. I'm cutting this out. out sometimes, okay? <laughs> results. Um, <laughs> I also say toilet, or yeah, toilet sometimes instead of toilet. So uh, the next on the list is a personal medical interpreter uh, with advances in genetic medicine. Oh, this is something that I'm, I'm going to love uh, because I think this is going to help us uh, stay healthy and live a lot longer, which is why you have to save money for retirement because you're going to live a long time. So this personal medical interpreter, because of the genetic medicine, they're going to be able to offer customized medicines and treatments to patients. So genetic counseling may involve he may evolve into genetic coaching. So for example, super specialized uh, positions as an interpreter for a new gene editing tool called CRISPR, which you, know, you can splice, like based on your DNA and you know, your makeup, they'll figure out what medicines are going to work the best with you. Like this is about to get gully, no more side effects. Yeah, yeah. When you think about like if you have older people in your family and they're, you know, they go to this doctor for this and then this other person's giving them this blood pressure medicine and somebody's giving them something for their cataracts and all these different medications, but they're not talking to each other and thinking about how they interact. Well, this personal medical interpreter will. Okay. So um, providers may evolve into individualized coaches or advocates, again, that word, who can inform patients about individualized medical treatment. So you'll need experience as a genetic counselor today if you want to become a personal medical interpreter of tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. <laughs> See, was that New York? No. <laughs> that was my son <laughs> at three. <laughs> Human technology integration specialist. Teach others how to leverage and use the vast array of technologies to improve the quality of their lives. This is basically an IT specialist time 10. This person could take a holistic approach that examines all the different work and consumer technologies a person uses and streamline devices excuse me, and platforms to get the most out of them. So you would need a career as an IT representative um, but you also might want to check out life coaching. Nice. I'll let you do the next one too if you want. So next we have the wholeness mentor. And so because we're all connected and with the advances in technology, most of us are not really feeling as if we have a lot of time, right? That there's a lot of time poverty, right? So as a result of this, the wholeness mentor is going to be needed because they help develop lifelong strategies to match their personal purposes with a hobby that provides them with fulfillment of physical needs, a social network, and spiritual happiness. So if you want this job, usually a life coach or a health coach is going to really help you. Again, it's just to kind of create mindfulness and wholeness and just make you just feel complete. To help complete complete you. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. whole work-life balance that we're always saying, it's not possible. It needs to be possible. (laughs) It needs to be possible. You just can't work 16 hours a day. And my favorite new career uh, that's coming up is an end-of-life coach. Mm -hmm. This one's the last one. So with baby boomers, they're approaching the, uh, for some of them, they're going to be approaching the end of their lives, their last quarter in the, over the next 10 to 20 years. And there's going to be a greater emphasis on how people want to spend their last days. So some people may not want to prolong their lives, right? Uh, if they can, they will. But if they can't, 
They may just want to take money and have fun, do fun stuff with their family. So an end of life coach is going to help individuals and families make better decisions on how to spend the last weeks and months of your life. Okay. So in the next few years, there's going to be a massive shift towards people wanting to add more life to their days instead Mm -hmm. of adding more days to their life. Um, And these coaches are going to help people explore their personal values and medical options so that they can create the kind of end of life they want. You know, I think I know what I want to do at the end of my life. We'll be in Hawaii. Uh, No, where did, where's weed legal? Hawaii? It should be illegal in Hawaii. Isn't that Maui Wally? Because I would like to everybody to fly to Hawaii with me and we smoke weed. I die. I get cremated and you know, put my ashes in a volcano or something like that. You know, I don't know. But if you if you want a job, I don't Please want that. No, no, no. I don't want that. If my family is watching, this is not what I want. <laughs> this is not my last will and testament. <laughs> not what I want. But if you want this job in the future, again, an end of life coach, you're gonna need experience as a hospice employee. Uh, because those are people that are used to dealing with people at those final stages of their life. Yeah. And you have to have bedside manner, yeah. period. And then also a home health nurse. And I know quite a few of those that really have a uh, great bedside manner. So those yeah. are some of the jobs of the future you can be looking for. And again, if any of these sound good to you, hey, and you don't have the, the resources, go on Coursera. You know, yeah. look up these jobs on LinkedIn, on Monster, on Indeed, or wherever it is that people look for jobs and look at what the requirements are. Look at the education requirements. Look at everything. And remember, the, the requirements in some cases are wish lists, right? This is the type of person they wish they could have, right? Mm-hmm. But you may be the right person for them. So, you know, you start making your phone calls and asking questions and look at your LinkedIn. Um, see if anybody, you know, Google it on, uh, Google it, <laughs> search for the jobs on LinkedIn, Google it on LinkedIn and see if anybody in your network has a connection to someone in that industry that you may be able to talk to and ask them for their thoughts and what they did and would they do it again? Like, I, I believe if you're going to switch careers, you should really ask a lot of questions. Absolutely. You know, really, really like when my son was in college, uh, I think it was his, before his junior year, <laughs> that Christmas, I made him go interview some businesses. And mm-hmm. so he set up some interviews for these businesses and he asked them, if you had to do it all over again, what would you major in? If you had to do it all over again, you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's how he ended up becoming a business management with a, a minor in accounting because mm-hmm. he went and he interviewed a bunch of people and asked them questions and they told him specifically what they would have done differently. So you can do the same thing at any stage of the game. All right, so here's something juicy. For those of you who are at home, right? Mm -hmm. And remote jobs are totally a thing and they're going to be a thing. But not only are they going to be a thing, there are some companies that are accepting remote job applications right now. That's right. Right now means during the virus. So going back to LinkedIn, let's make sure that your LinkedIn profile is up to date. It looks current. It's refreshed. You have all your skills on there. That's really important to be hired today. Yes, it is. And your picture should look as professional as possible. <laughs> Absolutely. Even if, it, even if you need to put on a suit and tie or, you know, business from the waist up and get somebody to take a picture, but anything is better than, you know, nothing. So, so you know, from a branding standpoint, it's definitely important to be professional, but I think the word professional is kind of industry specific. A yeah, little bit. It's looser, it's looser a little bit now. It's looser um, because they're allowing us to show certain certain corporations are allowing you to show a little bit more of your personality. So whereas before it might have just been black, gray, navy blue suit, now you might be able to have on, 
you know, a, a pink shirt or, or a pink jacket or, you know, if you're a lady, whatever. Yeah. Um, nice scarf, so, colorful scarf. Yeah, whatever. So, so it's, you can still have your personality shine through however you still want to look presentable and, um, you know, and, and put your best foot forward. And speaking right. of LinkedIn, they've compiled a list <laughs> of jobs that uh, are fully remote. So if you were on a beach in Mexico and had a margarita butler, you could still work. No matter where you are in the world, you can still work remotely, which is why I love remote working. Um, Absolutely. All right. So starting out, you want to rock, paper, scissors for this? (laughs) I'll go. All right. (laughs) So the American Red Cross, they're hiring for a director of digital content. Do you want to say what they're looking for in the world? Yeah, yeah. As a, yep. You, can, you want me to say it? As the director yep. um, of digital content, you'll be responsible for publishing and planning the site's online content. They're preferring East Coast applicants for this, even though it's a remote position. But again, East Coast people are up, you know, our country starts at EST and then we work all the way back to whatever time Hawaii, time zone Hawaii is on. Speaking of Hawaii, <laughs> King's Hawaiian. Don't you love these transitions? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Hawaii, <laughs> uh, King's Hawaiian is uh, hiring for a food service sales representative. In this position, uh, you'll be responsible for selling King's Hawaiian products to local and regional businesses. So this is a remote gig for a and King's Hawaiian, believe it or not, is a Dallas-based company. So um, the only thing I have caveat I would put on this is that uh, if you do get a job with King's Hawaiian, that you remember you heard about it from Emma and Shardea, and you make sure that we get some rolls or some hamburger buns. They're so good. They are the bomb. We made the best burgers oh. <laughs> last week <laughs> with some Hawaiian rolls. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Yeah. Okay, especially when they're fresh. <laughs> yes. We have our Facebook group. Greenwood Facebook group. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. We're starting a Greenwood. It is started. What is it yeah. called? I think Bridging the Gap. We're still coming up with the title for the group, but if you just want to go to the page and write questions there, then contact us there as well. What's our website, Emma? So it's greenwoodwealthmanagement.com. So thank you for having me. <laughs> this was fun. You gave me a reason to do something with my appearance today. You made me do my hair. Okay. <laughs> I did way more than that than that's what I've been doing before. You made me do my hair. So yeah. And I got dressed for real, for real today. I'm from the from the business on top and business on the bottom. <laughs> hey, listen, thank you, Shardea, um, for being here and I'll see you next time. See you soon. Bye. Benjamin's assets.